Oh gosh, that started off so loud. Maybe I should reposition my just a little lower. Just a little lower, Jay. Alright, there we go. <laughs> just a little lower. Alright, three, two, two one. one. Good morning, afternoon, evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Pitter Powder Podcast with Eric and Jed. I'm Eric. And I am Jed, and this is a place for two overthinkers to get their ideas out, knock them around, hopefully discover what they mean, where they come from, and uh, figure out what to do with them. That sounds like a bomb, bomb podcast, Jed. It is the bomb diggity, as one <laughs> might say. Um, how's it been going? We haven't seen each other in longer than usual. It has been a hot, sweet minute, Eric. Um, yeah, you disappeared somewhere. I did. With your family. Into the, the wilderness. And I briefly disappeared with my family camping or like fake camping sort of famping that sounds wrong that sounds bad um and from the record and then the week after that you disappeared and then i just came back from a dance festival in la where i was filming a lot and editing a lot right all day long also for our listeners who are not well acquainted with eric as a dancer he is both nimble Elegant and graceful. Thank you, Jen. Um, but the, um, yeah, I. But I actually surprisingly did almost no dancing this weekend, even though I was surrounded by a thousand dancing. So you didn't. People. You didn't utilize your nimbleness, your grace, and your elegance. My shifty hips. Um, no, we're not. I didn't. Yeah. Well, fair enough. No, I didn't do that. But um, you got to do the. You got to do the business. I. I got to do the work. Um, it was insane, though. It dancing was going. Straight up. Dancing was occurring at that hotel from 9 a.m. to 5 a.m. Good Lord. For three days in a row. It was like, wake up, take a bunch of classes with, like, awesome bachata instructors, and then, like, go to the pool and dance your heart out for three more hours, and then go to watch dancing performances for a couple hours and then social dancing from 11 a.m to 5 or 11 p.m to 5 a.m that is truly insane and then again 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 for how many days was this it was happening thursday friday saturday sunday so four days of non-stop dancing yeah and but, like it's it wasn't actually an exaggeration to say non-stop dancing because it was like yeah but from what i've talked to other people like dance people they're like, oh, yeah, that's like a normal thing that happens. But I was, this was a whole new world for me. I was like, you're going hard at, they were going hard at, like, at 2 a.m., there's hundreds of people dancing their heart out. That's absurd. So how many people were at this festival that you, that you I'm were I'm really bad at accurately judging crowds, but it was probably 1,000 plus. Dang. So a significant probably, number. Maybe 2,000. Oh gosh. Um, dang. Where were you guys where were you guys camping prior? So yeah, we went to this place sort of like north of Sacramento. So the American River E stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um Marysville, maybe? Coloma. I don't know where that is, but I know where Marysville is. <laughs> and it was we did some river rafting and uh like canyoneering. Ooh. Um, it was it was really awesome, honestly. Um, but the reason I say structured camping is because like we would sleep in tents, but the food was provided, and like there were bathrooms and showers and stuff. Oh, so it was like kind of an all inclusive kind of a deal. It was sort of like a retreat. Got it. But camping. Intense. Got yeah. it. 
It was pretty cool. It was, that sounds it was like awesome. a good time. Honestly, a huge part of me is kind of is just surprised that you guys didn't go to Yosemite. It was on fire. That's why. Oh, is Yosemite on fire? Or nearby was on fire, and it was just clouds of hell. And... Got it. <laughs> so, so aside from to to defer from the standard process of that was li- Yosemite with that the was, family, that was literally the only reason we weren't Yosemite. We actually had reservations to go to Yosemite. Oh dang! But instead, you were like, "Oh shoot, Yosemite is on fire." <laughs> Yosemite is hell. So we will go to. Yeah, my mom was awesome. Set it all up. That sounds like fun. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Happy for you guys. Yeah, we will we will uh, delve into your reflections. I think specifically on the Dance Dance Party Revolution, Happy Happy Time Time filming later because I feel like there's a lot of unpacking that we could do there. There is. Um, but to give yeah, you, where were you, Jed? To give a brief update. Thank you for providing me with the segue, so I don't sound <laughs> super pretentious and just talk about myself. Um, I was just spent um, eight days on the island of Roatan with uh, my family. So my brothers and my sister and my brother-in-law and then my sister, my brother, my brother's girlfriend, and then also my uncles and their families. It was a lot of family. It was a lot of family. There was 14 of us total staying in this like sort of uh, Airbnb sort of like villa type situation. Uh, But yeah, this was a trip that was organized and financed by my grandmother. So shout out to you, grandma. Um, I don't... (laughs) Think you're listening to this podcast, but if you that are, that would be pretty impressive. She's like got anchor downloaded, and it's like yeah, that would be dope. Balling. But I, I doubt she's listening to it, so I might have to tell her that I referenced her in the podcast later. But yeah, she paid for like all our flights and um, the the place to stay. She actually sadly didn't wind up going just because she wasn't really feeling up to it. But we all decided to go, um, and yeah, it was uh, it was nuts. For those less geographically minded like myself, where? Is this island? Where is Roatan? Roatan is off the coast of Honduras, um, which is a South American country that is, hang on, as I pull up my Google Maps, ladies and gentlemen, we use the finest of technology on the Pitter Patter podcast. MapQuest. Uh, MapQuest, yeah. <laughs> Dude, MapQuest was a thing for a while. I MapQuest... saw someone at the, at the festival. They literally looked for directions on MapQuest. Oh, gosh. Did you mercilessly In make fun of them? In 2018. I was like, why? My dude. <laughs> but, okay, so I just pulled up the map. So Roatan is north of mainland Honduras, uh, almost due west of uh, Belize. And which is, yeah, so so basically there's oh, Central, Belize. Yeah, Central America. Central America. So Belize and Guatemala are directly below south of Mexico. And then Honduras is adjacent to Guatemala and Roatan, the island that I spent this time on. I'm going to see how many times I can say it with my horrible accent. Roatan. Roatan. Um, in the podcast, uh, which is adjacent to Honduras. S- brief side note. Um, we ran into a gentleman who was from... UC Davis. No, but <laughs> that's where you go or went. No, we ran into a guy on the island who was from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Oh, and wow. he had one of the most beautiful voice-accent combos I've ever heard in my life. It was lovely. I could listen to this man talk for hours. And he didn't say it Roatan, as I say. He said, oh, I've been hit living here in Roatan for the last 14 years. And I was like, I want to listen to your voice for the rest of my life. So um, shout out to Jack in uh, East End. Roatan with your uh, beach resort that we visited once and didn't go back to. 
<clears throat> to segue once again, ladies and gentlemen, we'll now transition to Whoa. our dear friend Eric's reflections. No, 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 no. What? What was it like uh, when oh, you were in Roatan? Were you like? We're stay on my reflections. Were you luxuriously, you know, bathing in the ocean or? in the hottest of oceans? Uh, so we stayed in a in like a villa, as one could say, mm -hmm. with all the all the fan bam slammed together into a small confined space. Uh, there weren't any yelling and screaming arguments, which was good. Everybody got along pretty well. But yeah, we did all the activities. Was it very activities driven? Very activities driven. So the <laughs> island, the island is, um, it's pretty resorty minded, but it's off the coast of Honduras, and Honduras is like pretty gnarly as a country. Uh, Tegucigalpa, the capital, happens to be the number one murder capital of the world. So one reflection: the that world, I, the world, the world, like. If you go to Gusigalpa, you might get shot in the face kind of thing, which is a bummer. Um, I don't so, want to go to Roatan. But Roatan is this, it's this like really beautiful island off the, you know, that's technically part of uh, Honduras as a country. And it's just a really interesting um, reflection that I had was it's a very kind of crude third world country that has this really beautiful natural island and they're trying really, really hard to like, you know, beef it up and make it touristy and um, to basically cater to wealthy Americans and other, you know, wealthy white people. Uh, I wouldn't say such as myself because I'm not wealthy, but sort of in that vein. So when you go, I mean, you could go jet skiing, you can go on boat rides, the snorkeling there. Ladies and gentlemen, please listen to my sultry voice for the next few moments. <laughs> the snorkeling there is fan freaking tastic. I would say if you're into the snorkeling, I've heard that you the saw top, little fishes, little fishes, big fishes, sharks, manta rays, other aquatic creatures. Also, the wildlife in general, it's very tropical and it's very hot. There. <laughs> so part of that made me sad, sad, frowny, frowny. But they, basically because it's this crazy tropical jungle island, the snorkeling is dope. So you see all these crazy fish, but also just the wildlife in the island. Like we saw like little froggies everywhere that were super cool. There were geckos. There were like all different kinds of lizards. There are monkeys. There are sloths. I got to hold a sloth. It's pretty dope. Yeah, which smell bad. For those of you who have not been in personal contact with a sloth before, which I'm guessing is not very many of you, they don't smell good. They smell sort of fetid, which is a little gross. But they are very adorable. And they always look like they're smiling. <laughs> so I thought that was that was pretty interesting. But yeah, like all other, like, dude, the bugs, gnarly. I, I've never gotten more bug bites in a week ever before in my life. Like wow. I probably clocked over 50 bug bites. Wow. Yeah, so dengue fever, please don't come knocking. I mean, hopefully I haven't gotten, like, I haven't felt any symptoms, but I'm keeping my fingers crossed moving forward. That's pretty bad. But yeah, we did all, we did all, we did all the things. Overall positive trip? Overall, very positive. Yeah, really cool to spend time with the fam, really cool to, um, you know, spend time with my extended family, specifically my uncles and, and their daughters and their, and their wives as well. Uh, you know, just folks that we don't really get to spend a lot of time with. And I thought that was really cool. You know, we just did, like, you know, fun stuff every day. Um, and we got to hang out. We got to play games. We got to do all these, like, crazy activities that one would never, you know, have the opportunity to do otherwise. So, yeah, I mean, overall, definitely very, very positive. That's awesome. I'm happy that that was awesome and you didn't get murdered. I did not. No. That's a plus in my life. Honestly, if I get out of any situation not being murdered, I consider it to be a good Praying thing. hands emoji. Yeah, exactly. 
bringing the 21st century to you, the listener. <laughs> um, yeah, that's cool. The <clears throat> There was a lot of random stuff going on in my head this whole weekend uh, at the dancing festival. Yes. Um, because, one, side note, throwback to the, our first podcast, I had like almost very little interaction with phone, social media the whole weekend. Oh, my, yeah. my brain was thinking a lot more than it normally does. Um, because you didn't have the distractions? Did not have the distractions. You can't like dive in, turn your brain off as much um, in social media, which was sort of interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just being surrounded by... Like, in a way, they are creatives, right? They're, like, artist-y people yeah. dancing. Um, and a lot of them are, like, hustling on the side. They, they make videos. They take photos. Or, like, they're just... Uh, yeah, they're they're hustling hard to just keep their dancing life dancing. Um, which was sort of awesome to see thousands of people like that or that are collaborating in that environment um i was talking to you jed earlier about like it made me realize like about the different ways of making money and how like there's one where you're like trading straight time for pay which would be like working at mcdonald's or like security guard probably um done that (laughs) and then uh there's where you're trading like a skill for money which would be like a photographer, or what I'm doing, or something. a welder, a welder, yes. Um, and then there's it was interesting to see because at this convention there's a lot of I interact a lot with the people behind the scenes that are pulling the strings, connecting people, all that stuff. And there's this other side of generating money that I didn't really fully register, which was where your skill is creating systems to work in your favor. Um, or like making things happen or like creating connections or being the middleman or whatever. And in the end, you end up getting a cut of money, um, which is interesting to see like that your skill is actually not like an obvious skill. It's a skill of like having a vision, making things happen, creating, yeah, bending a system to your will. Um, And as we also talked about before, this podcast was recording like I realized that me as a videographer I need to figure out how to blend those three things like outsourcing some labor or like creating some systems but also like honing my skills in a way that feels right for me and my goals and is also ethical and fair and like where I feel like I am like creating experience for the service I'm providing that's good and also like providing a service where the people that I'm working that are working for me is good um and sort of yeah I don't know that's uh, that's all very abstract but like the I that's I was thinking about that a lot because this this thing took so much manpower to do and you could see even in like like the random bachata instructor there like they have so many side businesses like courses and like dance things and you know like photo and video and like all this stuff like all to just bend the system so that they can dance um or they can you know fill in the blank yeah no i think that's that's an interesting idea that we could potentially 
shelf table. Yeah. For for a later podcast, I don't remember the furniture metaphor that one uses for shelf. Shelf. I think it's shelf. Yeah, shelf that we can shelf <laughs> for later for a later uh, podcast idea. Yeah. But um, before we go into tan- a really crazy tangent about furniture, but uh, yeah, I think that is something that's. That is really interesting, and, and Eric and I kind of both joining the workforce, for lack of a better way of putting it, because we are both through school. Well, Eric is through school. I am, in a way, you, yeah, you're basically. I am in a way through school, and you know we're both making, you know, trying to make a living, and it's just interesting to see how people make ends meet, and to tie into what I was talking, you know, we were talking about prior to the, this recording, something that was really interesting to me, spending time on this island. Um, you know, with my family, is just seeing all these people who are hustling and who have to hustle exclusively with the mindset of tourism. You know, that was something that really stuck out to me as, as really interesting was so many people in this country, uh, or excuse me, on this island, like that's how they make their money and that's it. And just trying to figure out how they cut deals. And, you know, and just talking about those three points that, you know, Eric, that you touched on about like, you know, it's it's a combination of your time, your skill, and then basically your ability to like work the system or figure something out. Right. I saw all three of those things really portrayed very clearly when I was spending time in Roatan because there's, you know, all these guys that are literally just on the beach, like walking up and down, waiting for groups or waiting for people to be like, hey, like, do you want to do this activity? Do you want to do that activity? And that brings in the like skill slash like what do you bring to the table element? Because like, some yeah, you have owned. to know the area and like all Well, this. and some guy just like owns a boat. So it's yeah. like, I want to take a boat ride. Well, it's like, I own a boat, so we nope. can do that. Yeah. And then it's like working the system because it's, then you've got to cut deals and you've got to figure out like, you know, tourists are trying to look for, you know, the right price, but they're also trying to look for like the maximum fun that they can get out of an experience. And it's just this really interesting kind of medley of ideas and concepts that are thrown into very quick interactions. Yeah, that's, that's what. I was realizing it's just like it's it's really fast a lot of it yeah and you have to make decisions on your feet right and I think that's something that Eric and I have both been realizing kind of getting into working life you know working adult life it's just like being able to figure things out on the spot and being able to just make things work and make ends meet and pull because it's together. really different than if you are working for a business or whatever a lot of times the way it works is like they tell you exactly how it works you do it that's it yeah there's not very many like x factor things that are just like randomly appearing and like i want you to do this like how much is that going to cost and you're like blah, 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 you know yeah. and you have to process um, all that information like really um, quickly yeah so it's interesting to see because I, I was doing a bunch of networking and filming and being efficient with filming and also like yeah, I was, there was just like a lot of interaction happening. And it was really exciting for me, honestly, after this summer of like doing a lot of like work that's sent to me and I'm not actually like in crazy environments very much. Like this was like a very crazy environment for me. So it was cool to like be thrown in that. The other thing that was interesting was this like the performer thing. I... I, it was, like, like to give an example, like, I was on the second day, I was at the pool filming and all this stuff, and then this, like, pretty attractive girl pops up and is like, 
hey, you're like the guy I saw in the elevator. Like, oh, we should like, 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 it's so good to see you. And I was like, I don't remember who you are and like all this stuff. And then she was like, um, I forget what her ask was. I don't even know if she asked, but like basically like, uh, oh, she just made the connection, right? That you were a videographer? She just made the connection that I was the guy in the elevator and I was the videographer. And I'm sure in her brain, she's like, it's valuable for me to get connected with the video guy. Plus Um, you're devastatingly handsome. Thanks, Jed. Um, But, so, but she was like super friendly and charming. And then she filmed, she did an awesome dance with her partner. Okay. So, yeah. Um, We tried. But I was like, I filmed it, and then I was like, hey, I'll give you the footage and stuff. And then uh, she was like, you can come to the room later and, like, drop off the files and, like, all this stuff. And it's just, like, super friendly and nice, and it was, it was awesome. And I felt in my brain, like, very trusting and, like, eager to, like, oh, I'll help you out. Like, not in a, like, oh, I need to get, like, pretty girl. Like, it, it was, like, more complicated than that. It was just, like, I trust this person oh, it's so fun to be around this person, blah, blah, blah. Mm. And I had to, like, take a step back and be like, wait, 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 wait. I literally did not know who this person was 30 minutes ago. Why? Like, I need to, like, slow my brain down so that... Because, like, the only reason I was, like, caught off guard is because, like, pretty girl, friendly. Charismatic. Charismatic. Um, And so... And what was interesting, too, was seeing... It wasn't, like, manipulative, I wouldn't say. It was just, like... They can turn it on. Um, yeah. And I saw, because of my role as a videographer, I get to see a lot of the behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting seeing these people that when they're teaching their workshops or whatever, they're like cracking jokes, super just like on and like engaging, dynamic, charismatic, all this stuff. And then when you see them in the like lunchroom, they're like, oh, yeah, like, this is, we do, like, this, this is, like, every festival is, like, exactly the same. We've gone to hundreds, and they're, like, a lot more down to earth. They're, like, a lot more normal, mellow, and just, like, all this stuff. But then when they want to, they just, like, I would say it's not faking. It's, like, they, like, summon charisma, and it's just such an important part of their job um, to get things done and like to whatever. And I think it was interesting for me to just see and also to sort of understand that lifestyle, you know, where it's just part of the job and sort of understanding it a little bit more so that, you know, it's like, it's like when you work in the, like the things like bus and table, like all that, all that stuff, yeah. you sort of just understand how the system works. Yeah. So it's not like you're like throwing it. Like when you say your stories about like, cutting deals or whatever like as the security guard or the you know just like tipping and like all this stuff or like working working crowds and stuff for me it's like very fascinating because i have no idea how any of that works but for you you're just like this is this is it yeah um and so it was really helpful for me to see like into this performance thing in a really cool way like i saw people performers how they are in classes on stage dancing and then like lunchroom and then like hotel room. And like, there's just this whole spectrum of energy um, that it was really crazy to see. Cause like if, if I had that five, if I had interactions like that at the pool, 
I'd be like, whoa. I was like, I've had interactions like that in the past. When I went to Costa Rica, there were girls that would like do that. They would just be like laughing at everything I said or like, like just like out of nowhere, like bam, we're friends, like all this stuff. And they were just putting on, putting on a show, extremely likable, whatever. And I was really confused and thrown off. But now it's like just understanding that like that's a skill that they have. Yeah, um, and an asset. Yeah, it's a different it's definitely a different kind of mentality. It's it's interesting that the sort of like I'm on a stage kind of mentality or right. I I need to perform is something that's that is really interesting and something I've thought about a lot. And it's something that I kind of resonate with, to be perfectly honest. I mean, I'm kind of I'm the kind of person where I like public speaking. Right. I like um, kind of working a crowd. And, and I've recognized that kind of up and down thing, that up and down energy. And that is, it is in, very interesting to analyze and, and interesting to think about. And I, one reflection that I had that I, that I think was really, I don't know, impactful was it's easy to idolize people when you see them when they're on. Exactly. Where, that was a huge piece of it. Yeah, whereas when you see people when they're off, you're like, oh, this person's not immortal. Yeah. You know, all these people that, you know, you might idolize or, you know, like movie stars or musicians or stuff like that. Like, if you see people in everyday life, they're not going to be carrying that same amount of energy and that it's same amount possible. of intensity. Yeah, and I, I remember watching a, watching an interview with um, Robin Williams uh, where he was talking about how this lady ran into him in the airport. And he was like, he was like, you know, sitting, waiting for a flight. Mm-hmm. And she went up to him and she like struck up a conversation. And after like, you know, four or five minutes, she asked him like, why aren't you being funny? Like, why aren't you... Basically, she was asking him, like, why aren't you being the person that you are on stage? Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was so interesting. I mean, obviously, it's kind of a jerk thing to say. Because, <laughs> yeah. You know, people need, you know, people have uptime and people have downtime. But I thought that was so interesting how, you know, us as as consumers of media or consumers of of, of people's energy. I know that sounds kind of funny off the top of my head. But, I mean, I, I really think it's true. You need to kind of give people some of the benefit of the doubt. And I think... It was really, from what it sounds like, it was really valuable for you as an experience to kind of witness these kind of like hyper, uh, hyper creative, hyper performer type people, not only in their element, but in their full spectrum of experience. It just gives, again, like it's not, it's not like they're being snakes or they're like being manipulative or whatever. It's just like, it's a it's a it's a skill that they have it's cool to be aware of and like it's it has an effect on people yeah. well <laughs> so it like, makes people want to join in yeah exactly which along. is really awesome um and can be used for a lot of good or like is just yeah and it was just really interesting to like get a better awareness of that and how that works and also as you said like i think it's is really interesting because usually the I had interactions with some of these like instructors or teachers off when they were off. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times those were the more meaningful interactions. Like just more, you could just tell uh, where there's a lot more down to earth and like, I really appreciate the work that you're doing. Like all this stuff, I get to see a lot of sides of it. And I just like really appreciate what you're doing. Like those types of interactions as opposed to like, 
oh my gosh, you're so amazing at dancing, blah, 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 like, how did you do that? Like, I just feel like it's, yeah, going with the idolizing thing. It's, it's really good to recognize, like, of course, affirm, you know, whatever skill or whatever that they've got, but there, it sometimes can lead to problems when you only act like, as you said, like they're on. Mm. is like the real them 24-7 or like even for me or from other actors or dancers or whatever people that I've talked to like there's a problem sometimes when you are just the the dancing guy or the acting guy or the video guy or the whatever and not like treated like a real person you know or like where you're not allowed to have lows or you're not allowed to like be tired and like be like have anything else interesting about you than you know painting stuff or like you know yeah or whatever it may be yeah i think i think if we're gonna you know do anything in sort of summation of of this particular idea i think it's just remember that people are people and remember that yeah that persona that that people put on or adopt when they're at work or when they're in their everyday life or when they're with their family, you know, you got to give people the benefit of the doubt and, uh, and just recognize that a lot of the time people are just like you and people are just trying to do their best and people are trying to accomplish things on, on the one side. And then on the other side, just be, you know, it's just really cool to see people who are really excited about what they're about and to be able to participate and share in that energy. It was so fun. Yeah. It was so much fun. Um, and like, it was really cool, like growing as a creator, um, like figuring out better angles, figuring out how to hustle more, figuring out how to edit better, figuring out how to network better, figuring out all this stuff, but in that crazy environment, like thousands of people collecting there to dance or like learn or like, like, yeah, you smash a bunch of creative people together or like expressive people together. Fun stuff happens. It's gonna be nuts. It's really cool. Um, any closing? This, this wrap it up or? Yeah, I had a macaroon ice cream sandwich earlier that was really delicious. That is an amazing conclusion. It was strawberry shortcake <laughs> flavored, and it was. That was the peak of the podcast. Episode. That was it. Yeah. Um, In closing, ladies and gentlemen, once again, you have been spectacular. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> I was like, spe- <laughs> what? <laughs> dramatic pauses, Eric. It's all about the dramatic pauses. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, We'll see you guys again next week, Tuesday, 8 a.m. I really appreciate your your guys' support and for hanging out with us. This has been the Pitter Patter Podcast with Eric and Jed. Have a nice rest of the week. Bye. Bye.